have come to the last of our uh, hashtag blessed list. Uh, many of you uh, are cheering about... No, I'm just kidding. I hope you're not cheering about that because I, I've enjoyed walking through this uh, uh, this list. The last two months now, we've uh, spent on just a few verses there, the beginning of Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, he, he, it's the scripture says in, in Matthew chapter 5 that he went up uh, the mountainside and he sat down and he gathered his disciples around him. We get the impression that it it, uh, it was probably more than the, the 12 disciples uh, that we know that names of, but uh, less than the multitudes, although it, it appears that over time, uh, more and more people uh, showed up. Uh, but it, over the next uh, couple of hours then, he, uh, he just uh, uh, taught and he taught them about a whole lot of stuff. Uh, we could we could spend years unpacking uh, the Sermon on the Mount and and uh, all of the issues that, that that Jesus covered. But he started out with this list: the Beatitudes, and we've uh, we've looked at that that word uh, beati, which means blessed or happy or fortunate. And uh, and and each one of these uh, starts out with blessed are the or blessed are the people who and uh, and and talks about all of those uh, the the people who are blessed. It also talks about the rewards or the things that because they're blessed, they receive uh, certain things and, and, and uh, because of who they are, how they're living life, there are, there are rewards that they have. As we've seen, this list of people isn't who we would typically call blessed necessarily. Uh, usually we categorize blessing as having to do with something good for me, right? Well, not me, but you, each of us. Oh, I'm blessed if something good is happening to me. Uh, I'm blessed if I feel good about life. I'm blessed if, uh, if I've gotten something unexpected or or if this relationship is I, we we've read through some of the uh, social media tags hashtag blessed right and usually it has to do with uh, a great relationship or uh, getting something maybe it's a raise or a, a promotion or something like that or maybe it's a great trip that I got to go on or an experience that and and so we we uh, we usually put blessing into the category of uh, of, of something that's uh, that's good for I mean in, in a sense it's good that uh, people would would recognize there is some sort of higher power that is blessing me, right? So you see, hashtag blessed, you, you realize someone that is, uh, that, that is acknowledging it's not just about me, but someone or something has blessed me. So that's, that's a, a good thing, but, but it really just turns into uh, kind of a backhanded way to brag about my life, right? Ooh, I'm blessed. So Jesus' list here, though, is far from bragging. Uh, it's actually pretty humbling, and yet, as the the people with these characteristics, uh, who are uh, they're living out these these right things, these eternal things, these are the things that will last. And and so I want us to uh, one more time to read through this entire list. But I want us to do something a little weird this morning. You're going to help me, and we're going to read it out loud together. Think you can do that? You got your glasses on? You got uh, uh, it? Oh, it's kind of small. Can you read that? You, yeah, you can read that. So let's read it together. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
for they will be called children of God. Now we're coming to the part that we're going to focus on today. So this is the last one, and it's the only one that's kind of embellished on a little bit. Uh, it's not just the one line, but then there are a, a couple of other verses that, that relate to it. Uh, but so so let's, let's jump in uh, right below the break there. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I didn't hear much rejoicing and being glad. I don't know. You, you kind of shake it off. The, okay, that's all right. Those who are persecuted because of righteousness, because of their relationship with Jesus, they are hashtag blessed. They have great reward. They should rejoice and be glad. The persecuted. Those who are persecuted. Really? I mean, can we, can we, uh, blessed? Um, rewarded? Joy? Gladness? I mean, it doesn't quite seem to go together. And actually, though, um, persecution shouldn't surprise us, right? Do you notice that Jesus uses the word when there in, in the last couple of verses? When people insult you, when they persecute you, when they falsely say all kinds of evil against you. It's not if this happens, it's when this happens. It's, it's stated uh, many times in Scripture, the, the issue of, of being persecuted because of, of uh, being uh, a part of God's family. Uh, just, just a few verses, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. John 16, 33, uh, in this world you will have trouble. Philippians 1, 29, it, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. 2 Thessalonians 1, 4, therefore among God's churches we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. And 1 Peter 4.12, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Now, this doesn't mean that we should seek out persecution, but we shouldn't be surprised by it. Jesus never taught a prosperity gospel. In fact, it could be argued that, the, that Jesus taught more of a persecution gospel. He didn't teach that, that following him was going to be a stroll in the park, but rather that it would make waves. Not everyone will, will like us. And at some point, if we're doing it right, there will be persecution. So when we face opposition because of Jesus in our lives, we should never pray the prayer, God, why is this happening to me? <laughs> because it's normal and it's common and it's expected. It's actually promised. In fact, if we're not facing opposition because of Jesus in our lives, we should be praying, why isn't this happening to me? As we celebrate Palm Sunday today, we're entering into what, uh, what, what uh, has been called Passion Week. Uh, Jesus Christ's passion and the, 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 the persecution that, that, that he endured uh, and, and the, uh, the suffering that he endured uh, uh, leading up to and including the cross. 
On Friday, as, as we've told you, we'll, we'll uh, walk through those hours, those, those, uh, those trials that he went through and the, the, the torture that he endured, the whipping and the, and the mocking and the crown of thorns and, and being spit at in the face and, and uh, the, the cruel and painful and agonizing crucifixion. Jesus faced opposition and persecution and ultimately death. And we're following him. He even warned his disciples that, that night, that very night in the garden, uh, before they went to the garden, in the upper room, uh, he taught them uh, many things and prayed with them and prayed for them. They even sang a hymn. Uh, and, and, uh, but uh, through that, uh, he, he even told them, that they would be facing things just like he did. John chapter 15, beginning in verse 18, he says, if the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. Jesus told them that in the upper room that night, and it actually, over the next few years, played out exactly as he said. Every one of them faced persecution. Every one of those gathered around that table that night faced persecution because of Jesus, because of the name, because of their devotion to Christ. Uh, they, they, they faced uh, beatings and imprisonment and ultimately death. John is the only one who didn't die a martyr's death, but he was exiled and persecuted and, and, uh, and, and, uh, and still experienced all that. And Jesus said if they, if they persecuted him, certainly they're going to persecute his followers too. We, um, we use the image of the cross uh, in, in our church today, right? And, and uh, it's central to our faith. We have several uh, here in our church. There's, we got that up on the screen. We've got this one here. Uh, there's one over here. There's, I'm looking at two back here. Uh, we, we've got the cross all around us, right? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's part of, of, of some of you. I won't ask you to, to, uh, to, to show me, but some of you probably have one hanging around your neck right now. Uh, and it's a, it's a sign of, of our faith. Uh, it's a sign of, of uh, Jesus overcoming the grave, uh, his death, but not just his death, but his resurrection. And, and he's taken away the guilt of our sin. And, and it's an inspiring witness to God's love. And that's why we have the cross everywhere. And it's a focal point. It's, it's, uh, it, it draws us to what Christ has done for us. But that wasn't true back in the early church. Um, the cross was just a common symbol of execution. I mean, people saw crosses along the, the, the roadways in, in various locations all, all the time. Uh, literally, virtually every day, uh, someone was being crucified uh, for their crimes against Rome. The cross was a symbol of persecution, so it wasn't a symbol that the early church used. It would have been like us having a, uh, maybe some of you wearing a necklace with a, with an electric chair hanging on it, right? You're, ugh, you know? Or, or maybe we'd paint murals, uh, of, of the gas chamber. Or sing songs about the, the, the joy of lethal injection, right? We're, we're, it just doesn't compute with us. That's how it would have been for the early church to, uh, to think about the cross as a, as a symbol of worship. It just, just wouldn't compute. Instead, they use, use symbols that you've seen, maybe the, the symbol of a fish or, or the symbol of a dove, uh, or other things. They were symbols of life that they would use. Uh, the cross meant persecution and death. 
Actually, the, the, the first image of a cross used to depict a follower of Jesus was, was an act of, of mockery and bullying. I don't know if you can see this or not. This is actually, uh, uh, archaeologists found this uh, very crude drawing on a, uh, on a wall in, in Rome. And um, it, 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 they've dated it back to second century Rome. And, and so you see there the cross, the person on the cross actually has the head of a donkey. Uh, and next to it is, is a boy, arm raised, uh, hand outstretched, and, uh, and, and the, written beneath it, anybody know Greek? I'm just kidding. Um, it says, Alexe Menos Sabete Theo. Alexe Menos worships his God. Alexe Menos worships his God. It's a childish drawing, and it, but historians agree that it probably was drawn by a child because the wall that it was that it was found on was a building that had once been used as a boarding house for uh, uh, for uh, uh, imperial page boys. And, and so uh, we can kind of put the pieces together. Alexei Menos was uh, was a uh, was in this in this this boarding house uh, in this school, and there was something different about him. He was probably made fun of, uh, bullied, because he was weird. <laughs> because Alexei Menos was a Christian. And so the drawing of the cross was a form of persecution. It wasn't a form of worship. Alexei Menos worships his God. In fact, the name Christian itself is actually, was actually a, a term of mockery. Uh, it says in the book of Acts that, that, that uh, uh, followers of Christ were, were first called Christians in Antioch. Antioch was known as this kind of uh, uh, highbrow place, and they were known for their wit and, and even their sarcasm at times. And, and, uh, and actually, they, they, uh, the, the, the secular world uh, saw these people that were following this, this uh, Christ, and so they, they take, took kind of a, a, a twist on, on not only the word Christ, but also Christos, and uh, and they put those things together, and, and Christ meaning uh, Christ Jesus, the Messiah, and uh, and Christos meaning the the poor or the slaves, and basically the term if they're calling someone a Christian, uh, they were saying, oh, there are those good little slaves following Christ. That was the that was how it that was a context of uh, of uh, people being called Christian. Now the the Christians of that day kind of liked that, <laughs> and they said, "Yeah, that's exactly what we are," and uh, and they adopted it, and we still call ourselves Christian to this day. People who who followed Jesus, even in those early days, they experienced persecution. In fact, William Barclay has written that there are three things that characterize the early church. Uh, number one, they were absurdly happy. <laughs> number two, they were filled with an irrational love for their enemies. Number three, they were always in trouble. <laughs> three things that characterized God's people in the early church. Persecution was an expected way of life, a common way of life for followers of Jesus. They had joy, but not in spite of the persecution, but actually even because of it. Acts 5.41, uh, the apostles who had been arrested and, uh, and, and, and beaten uh, because of what they were teaching, uh, Acts 5.41 says that, that when they let them go, the apostles left rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Woo! We got beaten. Woo! Right? That's exactly what they were doing. Matthew 5 says, you know, echoes that, rejoice and be glad, it says, in the face of persecution. To be glad literally could be translated leap much. 
So, you know, I picture kind of like, you know, a little jump and a click, right? Leap, where we have such joy that we're jumping for joy. That's what I picture these disciples. They were, they were uh, imprisoned for their faith. They were warned not to ever do it again. They said, we're going to do it again. Uh, and they, they couldn't really hold them there, so they flogged them, it says. And then they let them go, and as they're leaving, still with bruises and cuts and everything on their back, and they're leaping and jumping for joy because they got to, per, uh, to experience persecution because of Jesus. Almost doesn't compute in our heads. They were, they were excited. They were, they were rejoicing and they were glad. Uh, and they were in, they were in good company. Uh, Christ uh, says here, Jesus says in the, in the, in the Sermon on the Mount that we just read, um, that, that they're in good company. The, the, the prophets who were before them down through history, uh, the followers of God, even, even in the past had been persecuted. And, and now these, these folks must be doing it right. The apostles are doing it right because now they're being persecuted. Uh, heaven is coming. So I've got that to look forward to. Uh, I'm in good company because, because Jesus was crucified and, and all those prophets that came before me, they were crucified, uh, so I'm going to rejoice. The early Christians faced persecution. This was nothing new. This was expected. As you may be aware, as you are probably aware, persecution continues to this day. Last fall, we handed out a, uh, a, a little booklet called the World Watch List that... Um, it's put out by by Open Doors. Uh, that's it's uh, an organization that that helps and uh, supports the the Christians who are persecuted around the world. Uh, and they have come out with a with a new one, uh, a new list for 2018. Um, people are being persecuted and martyred simply because of their belief and trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, they are our brothers and our sisters. They are fellow members of the body of Christ. Uh, one teenager who has uh, experienced persecution uh, opened doors, uh, asked her um, what the church in the West could do for her. She said, if they hear the story, they should pray for me, for my broken heart, and that I have the strength to serve the Lord. One of the blessings, one of the, one of the way, one of the rewards for those who are persecuted is that they are lifted up in prayer by their fellow believers. It's one way that we participate in this beatitude, right? Uh, are we praying for, are we seeking to, to, to see how we can help the persecuted, those who are persecuted for the cause of Christ? So the early church, this was nothing new. Actually, even before Christ, uh, followers of God were, were persecuted, the prophets who came before. Jesus said, when you're persecuted, uh, count it as a, as a blessing. Uh, rejoice and be glad. The, the uh, early church was, was persecuted. Uh, followers of Christ uh, experienced uh, uh, suffering because of their faith. And even to this day, down through history and even to this day, uh, Christians are being persecuted around the world. But is this beatitude just for early followers of Christ? Is it just for people who are living in oppressive cultures? Or maybe this one, I don't know, maybe it doesn't really apply to the church in America today. Maybe we could just pray and pray and go home. And think about that and help those who are persecuted. And yeah, we need to do that. 
I, I heard about a cartoon. I, I, I heard it described to me. I, I have not found it, so I can't show you a, a picture of it, but I want to describe it for you today. Uh, there are four panels. So you picture a cartoon, and you got four panels, and, and in each one of those panels, there was a person praying. And uh, the first box uh, was labeled New Testament Christian. And the, the prayer being prayed by the New Testament Christian was, Lord, give me the courage to face this accusing mob. The second box was someone praying, and it was labeled Reformation Christian. So if you know your church history at all, uh, uh, 1500 or so, you've got Martin Luther and the Reformation and, and a lot of persecution happening as, as all of those events took place. And, and, uh, and this Reformation Christian uh, in this cartoon is praying, uh, Lord, help me declare your truth despite the cost. The, the the third box is is labeled uh, um, is is a is a modern day believer in the Middle East, and that person is praying, Lord, may we persevere faithfully under these burdens. And then the last box is labeled American Christian, and that person is fervently praying, Lord, the Audi's been running a little rough lately. Again, one of those things we're not sure whether we can laugh at that or not, right? Honestly, we don't face torturous persecution in our culture. Now, uh, as our culture becomes less and less Christian, we may face more and more, but there, there are still ways that we should be taking this beatitude to heart in our lives today. We can't just say, oh, that's for those people over there somewhere. Uh, we'll follow the other seven, but this last one's not really for us. Uh, to be persecuted, that if we, if we uh, translate that word, it literally means to be pursued. To be pursued. Someone is pursuing. So, so in that sense, terror groups like, like ISIS or Boko Haram or oppressive governments on the world, uh, watch list, uh, they are pursuing, they're injuring, they're killing Christians. Uh, the apostle Paul was doing this before his conversion, right? He was, he was actually going after, uh, people who were part of what they called the way. Uh, they were going after people who were following Jesus. And, and he literally was pursuing them in order to put them, uh, in jail and or even put them to death. Pursuing, uh, to be pursued. Uh, maybe we should be asking ourselves, is it fair? Could we ask ourselves, who is pursuing me because of my faith? Is there anyone after me because of my faith in Jesus? And if there isn't anyone after me, maybe, just maybe, maybe I'm not doing this right. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, I'm going to miss out on the blessing of being persecuted because of righteousness. Open Doors, um, again, this organization uh, has a Bible study called Dangerous Faith. And, uh, and, and it features this uh, theologian and author, uh, Ron Boyd McMillan, and he's walking through some of these issues related to persecution, not only those who are persecuted in, in other places uh, around the world, but, uh, but, but also how that applies to us, and um, and in watching that through that study this week, uh, I mean, I was convicted by a lot of it, to be honest, uh, because I'm not sure I can pinpoint who's pers- pursuing me. Am I really living it out enough that I'm making some people mad? <laughs> um, I'm not sure that I'm doing a great job picking fights with evil. It's a whole lot easier to turn the other way sometimes or to, to, to get busy in our own lives. I'm not sure that I'm speaking up or speaking out. I'm not sure I'm the only one that feels like that. I'm not sure I'm getting into too much trouble because of the cross, uh, because of Christ. 
this, this, this whole list of the hashtag blessed, the whole thing, all eight of them, it's countercultural. Like we said, it's, it's not our concept of blessing, right? Uh, being poor in spirit and, and meek and, and showing mercy, uh, mourning my sin, hungering after God, being pure, making peace, all of the things that we've talked about over the last two months. Uh, these things are weird <laughs> to a culture that's not following Jesus. But if we're living like that, and because those things are weird, not only are we hashtag blessed, not only are we experiencing blessing now and in eternity, but we'll stick out. It will be noticed. Uh, and some people won't like it. Reverend Colin Smith puts it this way. When God's people are cold, confused, and compromised, reflecting little of their father, the world will often ignore them. But when Christians get serious about pursuing righteousness, mercy, purity, and peace, they will get under the skin of godless people and soon find themselves facing trouble. As I heard somewhere, Jesus told us to love our enemies. He didn't say not to make any. We need to love our enemies. In the process, we just might make some. So this active faith, this pursuit, we're pursuing Christ, but as we do that, uh, not everybody's gonna be all excited about that. And there's going to, we're gonna, we're gonna be confronting evil and we're gonna be living this out in such a way that, 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 that there are folks that'll have a problem with it. If we're not facing persecution, maybe we're not living it out in such a way that we need to be. <laughs> as you no doubt know, Mother Teresa was a, was a nun who worked in the slums of Calcutta for years. Serving the Lord uh, as she served the poorest of the poor. She had a grasp, I think, on what it meant to live all out for her creator. Representing Jesus in the face of a secular culture, even if it made waves. On the wall of the uh, children's home that she ran uh, were were the following words posted. And Maybe you've heard something like this along the way, but I think it helps us. Get a grasp on this. People are unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you're successful, you'll win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank Anyway, what you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People really need help, but may attack you if you help them. Help people anyway. Give the world the best you have. You'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you've got anyway. What would it mean for you to really take a stand for Jesus in your world today? A completely different world than, than, uh, than the early church in some ways. Completely different world than, than North Korea or, or Pakistan or, or other places around the world facing persecution. Completely different culture and, and yet if we're truly taking a stand for Jesus, we'll make waves. <laughs> What would it mean for you to really take a stand for Jesus in your world today? I, I think it starts uh, with, a, with a renewed commitment that says, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to live for Jesus no matter what, right? It starts with that commitment that says, I am, I am committed, wholeheartedly committed to Jesus Christ. 
I am committed to who he is and I'm going to be obedient to whatever he calls me to do, even if it make, makes waves. The promise is, through what we've seen today, that it will make waves. The commi- it starts with that commitment that says, I'm going to make a stand regardless. It's, it's a commitment that, uh, that, that stems from a heart that, that, that knows Jesus and that desires to know him more and more. It's, it's, it's not a desire to be blessed. Uh, if, if you've caught anything uh, at all in this series, I, I hope that you've caught that we're not seeking to be blessed. And this is just a list of, oh, well, if I do those things, then I'll be blessed. So I guess I'll do those things because I want to have blessing. We're not pursuing blessing. We're pursuing Jesus. And if we're pursuing Jesus, we'll be blessed. Even if it doesn't feel like blessing all the time. Even if it feels like persecution. Even if it feels like not great right now. <laughs> we can rejoice and be glad. Because we're in good company. The followers of Christ have been, have been persecuted uh, throughout history. We're in good company because Jesus Christ himself was persecuted and, and, and no, uh, master, no servant is above his master. If they persecuted him, they'll persecute us. We're not, we're not pursuing persecution, we're pursuing Christ. And if we're pursuing Christ, that persecution just might find us. It's not about the blessing. It's not about the reward. It's about him. Father God, we need you. It's, it's not about us, it's not about our church, it's not about uh, religion, it's not about uh, getting good stuff that we can say that we're blessed. It's about you, and only you. And you want what's best for us. <laughs> you have created us, you have called us by name. We are yours. We get a whole lot of things that distract us. We get drawn into uh, things that, that, that may water down what you want to do in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that you will you will bring us the closer and closer walk with you in the days ahead. Lord, use this this week, this this uh, celebration, this remembrance, this this reflection this week of of your passion of the uh, the, the the steps that you took from heaven to earth, from the earth to the cross to the grave to heaven to paint the way, to pave the way for us. Lord, I pray that as we go from this place, we can go knowing uh, that we have met with the living God. That, that we can go from this place knowing that, 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 that you are going ahead of us, preparing the way, that you want us to represent you in this world, and that you will be with us regardless of the consequences. Lord, I pray that, that, that you would challenge us and, and speak to us day to day and, and week to week, that, that we, can, we can be your hands and feet and voice in the world where we live. Change us by your spirit. Help us to see you in new and fresh ways, with new and fresh eyes. <laughs> Revive us. Inspire us. May your spirit have your way. Lord, we, we love you. And we, we're anticipating great things in our lives this week. And as we gather again next week to celebrate the resurrection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.